It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are Locked On Washington Football with your host of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Find Chris on Twitter at RussellMania621 and the Team 980 and 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C. Also, you can find Chris writing about your Washington football team for SportsIllustrated.com. You can find me at DHarrison82 on social media. And then if you like football that much, go ahead and check me out four days a week at the Locked On Bucks podcast covering the NFL's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also over at SB Nation for BucksNation.com. Find the show at Locked WFT Pod. Welcome to new listeners and old. If you haven't already, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice. Whatever you're using to listen to the show right now, just hit the subscribe button. Go ahead and leave a rating, leave a review, let us know how we're doing, and we will love to hear from all Washington football team fans as we get ready on this episode, which is brought to you today by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use a promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order of the most delicious protein bar you will ever taste. I, I challenge anybody to come back and tell me they found a better one. I will mm. go buy a box of that and compare, and I'll tell you, we can't give you all the details, but there's some, good, there's some really good stuff coming out on the horizon. Uh, Chris, it's talking about good stuff coming out. It's, it's not on the horizon. It's already happened. Yep. Carson Wentz, it's been rumored. It's been speculated. He has been traded from the Philadelphia Eagles to the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and I back you up on the built Bar. Uh, some really good stuff coming down the pike, and they are awesome. Pretty much every flavor uh, that I've tried. Uh, but, yeah, let's start with the Carson Wentz thing. I, I mean, you know, we'll get into how it affects the Washington football team and the NFC East in a sec. I'm not sure where you come in on this, David. Uh, I think this is obviously a good spot for Carson Wentz to land. If he's going to recapture what he once was, clearly you'd think it's going to happen with Frank Reich, number one, his former offensive coordinator, the same system, all of that. Uh, and more importantly, I think he's going to benefit from a town that maybe doesn't put as much pressure and have as much vitriol as Philadelphia between the fans and the media and all of that, especially considering how far he's fallen off. That being said, and again, I don't know how you feel on this. I think it's far from a guarantee that Carson Wentz just, boom, all of a sudden snaps to the Carson Wentz that he once used to be and that he once was and as recently maybe as uh not 2020 but 2019 when he actually played all 16 games and led a torn and tattered uh eagles team to a division title uh and a playoff appearance against the seattle seahawks now he got hurt early in that game and that has been my major 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 criticism slash concern about carson wentz even before last year is he's not He's not there for you when you absolutely need him. It's three years in a row that he's been unavailable in the playoffs. So even if he gets back on track, I don't know what you're going to get out of Carson in January, assuming the Colts can get to January. 
Yeah, I mean that, and that's that's the kind of the, the greatest question in this whole deal. I mean, I do agree that you know, obviously Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, that divorce needed to happen. As, the sooner, the better. You know what I mean? Uh, the the sooner Carson Wentz could get out of Eagles Green, and the sooner the Philadelphia Eagles could franchise could just move on, whether it's Jalen Hurts or someone else. And I know we'll talk about that here in a minute. That's just the better situation for all of them. Again, I go back to the Gerald McCoy and Tampa Bay Buccaneers situation. That was another relationship that just needed to move on. Gerald McCoy moved on to another team. The Buccaneers moved on. And that's the question that's going to happen here. And anytime you have a big trade like this, that's always the question is who is going to win this trade? And, and the earmark of that is, is postseason success, right? So if the Colts go to the postseason for the next three years, with Carson Wentz as their quarterback and the Eagles don't make the playoffs, but one year everybody's going to look back on history and say, well, the Colts won that deal. Whereas if the Philadelphia Eagles are in the postseason or playing for a Super Bowl three years from now using those draft picks, then they're going to say that the Eagles won this deal on the surface today. To me, honestly, it looks like the Eagles won this, this, this trade um, because the Philadelphia Eagles basically took a quarterback that they overpaid that honestly they overdrafted and that they had no more use for it could no longer help them succeed as an organization and they flipped him for a third round draft pick which you know a lot of people kind of scoff at third round draft picks but we look at recent history the team that just won the super bowl the tampa bay buccaneers have four starters on that team that are third round draft picks in recent years so don't underestimate the value of a third round draft pick if you execute it properly and then they have a second round draft pick that can turn into a first round pick if carson wentz plays 70% of the snap of a playoff team snaps or 75% of a non-playoff team snaps. And that's where I look at the Colts here because I look at the Indianapolis Colts and I imagine a 2021 season where the, the, the Indianapolis Colts are playing football in January of 2022. And that Colts team, Chris, to me, looks like a team that probably got there based on their defense more than their offense. And that's a problem because now you're going to pay a team a first round bounty for a quarterback that didn't bring you there. And when your defense has the ultimate game where they just inevitably struggle because that's how football works, whether it's against Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or whoever, I don't think you now have a quarterback that's going to get you through the weeds on that, but you're going to spend a first round draft pick on. Look, I, I certainly see where you're coming from. I guess I didn't think about it from that perspective, um, but you're right about the playoff kicker which goes from 70% uh, of the snaps, I believe, and if they make the playoffs, uh, if I have that right. Um, but that is an interesting point. And, and Ken Carson Wentz, I, I mean, I guess he could have a good game uh, and and go toe-to-toe with a great quarterback of Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that. But you would probably say it's hard to count on that, especially because, again, of Carson Wentz, Quite honestly, his playoff ex- inexperience. Mm-hmm. He's got less than a quarter, less than a quarter of playoff experience, right? Yep. Because he's been hurt for all of it. So, um, you know, I would say that's, yeah, a little bit of an issue. Now, the one thing that I would say that makes me think that Indianapolis is okay here, David, even if it turns into be a conditional first round pick is remember they suckered the New York Jets in a move from six to three. And oh, by the way, got Quentin Nelson, the best guard in football, and picked up a bunch of picks in the Sam Darnold trade going from six to th- or three to six, I should say. And then the next year, they dumped out of the first round with who? 
the Washington football team. And we're going to hear from Jay Gruden uh, coming up in a little bit about that trade and about uh, the, the acquisition of Dwayne Haskins and Montez Sweat. Well, the Colts dumped out of that first round, picked up a mid-second round pick in 2019 from the Washington football team. And then, oh, by the way, picked up the number 34 overall pick in this past draft, meaning 2020. So the Colts have some extra ammunition. They have some extra draft picks to wheel and deal. So yeah. from their standpoint, I think I think it helps them absorb whatever loss, whatever impact this costs, even if it doesn't work out. Uh, it makes it more feasible because they've picked up all of those extra picks from yeah. some shrewd deals. And I, and I will say this, that you look at this deal and you compare it to the Matt Stafford deal and, and you know Jared Goff that the Los Angeles Rams pulled off. And I do think that both teams overpaid on the surface, but I think they overpaid in a way that a team in their position should overpay, if that makes sense. So when you look at the Los Angeles Rams, yes, they overpaid, you know, generally speaking for a guy like Matthew Stafford because of what you're going to get from him, how many years, you know, the mileage you're going to get out of him. But this, that was a trade they made because they think they're ready to compete for a Super Bowl now with the right quarterback. So they went out, they got the right quarterback the same way the Tampa Bay Buccaneers went and got the right quarterback. Uh, they didn't have to give up any draft capital, fortunately for them, but they went and got their guy. So the Indianapolis Colts, they feel like, they're a quarterback and some other pieces away from being Super Bowl contenders. So they went and got their quarterback. But to your point, they still have enough draft capital and they still have some cap room. So they can go ahead and get three or four other pieces. Mm -hmm. So if they draft really well this year, especially I think on the defensive side of the ball, maybe add another like Kadarius Tony is a target. I think that they need to have on their radar uh, to team up with the wide receivers they have there in Indianapolis already. And then they have the running back and offensive line. That's pretty decent. Could use a little bit of help, but then they really focus on the defensive side of the ball. So I think they did well. They overpaid in my eyes, but they left themselves, like you said, enough room that they can still improve in other critical areas and right. potentially be contenders. So it could absolutely work, even though me personally, I think they overpaid, but I'm not the right person to ask about this because I haven't been as high on Carson Wentz as anybody since he came out of North Dakota State. Well, uh, you know, I'm with you on that. I, I mean, I, neither have I. And I thought it was just me being a jerk. Um, so, you know, I know when we've discussed this before, uh, we were more philosophically aligned. Uh, but, you know, I don't I think the number one reason why I don't like Carson Wentz, again, is his lack of durability. Um, but but that's something that is hard to control, obviously. Um but then on top of that, you know, you hear he's a tough, difficult guy to work with. Uh, and I think this also proves that he wasn't necessarily the reason why Doug Peterson got fired, even though those two weren't getting along necessarily based on some reports that there was some friction. Apparently there was friction with Wentz and Howie Roseman and oh. Wentz didn't even want to play for Sirianni, who's basically a knockoff of Carson Wentz. So, I mean, this is just... Wentz being, I think, difficult to deal with and not dependable. And to me, I think he's going to be better with Frank Reich in Indianapolis than he was in 2020, but I don't think he's going to be great. And real quickly, the impact this has on the Washington football team uh, and the division as a whole is, first of all, if Alex Smith is gone, and now that Carson Wentz is gone, and assuming, and if Dak Prescott doesn't come back, the quarterback with the most NFL starting experience in the NFC East is Daniel Jones, which should tell you everything about how good the East is or how bad the East is. And then on top of that, one thing that I would just quickly add is I think the Eagles, this is going to make them desperate, David. I think when teams are desperate, they make desperate mistakes mm -hmm. and they make bad mistakes. And I think they're going to gamble on somebody, whether it's a veteran, whether it's by trade, whether it's in the draft, we'll have time to discuss that. And the other thing is 
$34 million worth of dead cap space in a compressed cap. Yeah, which takes them out of the, out of the running for literally every other quarterback that's available that has experience. Uh, I think we're about to see Justin Fields in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform, and I think that's great news for Washington football fans. Yeah, I, I mean, and it just depends on how much it costs them to move up. But remember, they were willing to pay a bounty, uh, for lack of a better term, to move up in the 2016 draft. Uh, and here we go. And both of those quarter, I saw a number today real quickly as we wrap this up. 22 first-round draft picks uh, were quarterbacks from 2009, starting with Matthew Stafford, through 2016, yeah. starting with uh, both Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. None of them are with their original team anymore. Yep. And three of them have been moved in this offseason. All right, this is the Locked on Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell here for Built Bar. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser, if that's a word. Trust me, it's a word. It's a word when it comes to Built Bar because they have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, six new flavors, caramel brownies, awesome, cookies and cream, kicks butt. Uh, and if you like apple almond crisp or cherry barcia, that is another option for you. Plus, they have 12 original flavors. Some of my favorite uh, is peanut butter. Uh, I've also had the mint brownie like that. Uh, but anything peanut butter and chocolate is my Jam, peanut butter brownie is my absolute favorite. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And best of all, guys, they're not bad for you. As a matter of fact, they're really good for you. They're all under 200 calories. They're low in net carbs, low in sugar, high in protein. It is the best. Built Bar at BuiltBar.com will hook you up. If you use the promo code Locked On. you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, it is the Locked On Washington football team podcast along with David Harrison. You can follow David on Twitter at DHarrison82. Listen to him on the Locked On Bucks podcast, obviously writing about the Bucks uh, as well and co-hosting here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. Again, David at DHarrison82. I think I forgot that part, but we're covering everything you need to know about the Washington football team. But what about the rest of sports, you might ask? Well, we have the answer for you. Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today, hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, David, um, one of the things we wanted to do here as we move on from the Carson Wentz situation, again, we can talk about where the Eagles go from here at quarterback uh, as we draw through uh, to free agency and the draft is former Washington football team head coach back when they were just the Redskins. Jay Gruden, and now the former Jacksonville Jaguars offensive coordinator, uh, has been making the rounds of late. Um, a little frustrated with Jay, if I must 
uh, admit the truth. I, I've asked him to come on a couple of times and he doesn't get back to me. But when he, want, when, when he wants to bust my chops about something I said, he's always more than willing to throw me a zing. Uh, so <laughs> I, I got to get, get Jay on the horn because he's got some good stories to tell. I don't know how much of them are true, how much of them are his fantasy. But he was on with uh, my colleague at the Team 980, Kevin Sheehan, who also does a podcast. Uh, And they did an hour and 15 minute conversation. He had some really interesting things to say about Dwayne Haskins and Dan Snyder and how that pick went down. And we know now it was a complete disaster. You want to hear that audio and then get your reaction to it? I think we should do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Here it is. Jay Gruden on the Kevin Sheehan podcast, I should say, uh, via the Team 980. You know, I'm curious too uh, about that year, and you described it well. But it was really, um, it was a difficult situation because you knew you had to win, and at the same time, the owner wanted you to take it slowly with Dwayne Haskins. Is is, is there any thought in your mind that if you had just gone into that year and started Dwayne all 16 games and developed him and developed a relationship with Dwayne and there had been some improvement during the course of the year that you could have survived and continued to be his coach? Yeah, I would have, I would have not minded that at all. Dwayne wasn't ready, and he never got himself to be ready. He, I mean, you got to get yourself ready, uh, and uh, he just – had a long way to go. I mean, he showed talent and practice without a doubt, but he also showed that he had a long, long way to go. And it was evident. I think all the players saw it, and they saw it after I left, that he wasn't ready and he wasn't uh, going to be ready for a while. It, it, there's no doubt that he has talent. There's no doubt about it, and I'm not trying to put down Dwayne Haskins at all, but there's also uh, evidence on the practice field in front of players and coaches that he has to he has to do a lot better as far as preparation, as far as uh, uh, consistency at that position. Yeah, going back to as we talked about, you know, coaches and players know, and it's important to play the best guys. Um, was there ever what was the uh, netted out on Dwayne? Why why didn't it work with you? And you've sort of explained that why didn't it work this year with Ron and Scott Turner? Um, overall, what's his biggest challenges? What are the issues? Consistency. You know, I think uh, when you see him throw the football, there will be times where you say, wow, this is the quarterback that we want for our franchise. Uh, so he's got that going for him. And then over the course of a practice session, you'll say, wow, who threw that? Where did that ball come from? It would be 20 yards over the guy's head or uh, 10 yards in the dirt. I mean, just some weird uh, – I don't know. It's hard to explain inconsistencies in his game with his mechanics and all that stuff. Uh, some wow throws that he can make that just turns everybody head and high five it and then to turn around and, and miss a throw to a check down and throw it in the dirt four yards behind the guy. It, it's just weird. Uh, I think he just got to continue to work on his mechanics, uh, his approach to the game um, and his consistency. And he's got a chance because he does have the arm that you're looking for. What about the things we've heard like maturity, lack of it? Well, I think that it's got to hit him. It's got to hit him like a lightning bolt as far as what he has to do uh, to be a quarterback in the National Football League. You know, in college, he got away with it. It wasn't a very complicated offense they ran. I mean, they did some good professional pro concepts uh, with Coach Day over there. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, he had 800 yards passing on jet sweeps to Paris Campbell, for gosh sakes. Uh, you know, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. we, weren't able to get, we weren't able to get that production here. Um but there's a lot to it as far as studying um, 
getting yourself ready and understanding each opponent is going to give you something different from a schematic standpoint, uh, from a blitz standpoint, protection, coverage. Uh, and it, it's never ending, uh, the study, the work that you have to do at that position. Once that hits him, uh, he's got a chance to do it because he's, he's not a dumb kid at all. He's a smart kid. Now. Right. And he can handle information. Um, he's got talent. He's got to put it all together. Hopefully he does that. You know, he's I'm got just- a bright future. All right, so once again, that was Jay Gruden. And uh, so so when I hear all of that conversation about Dwayne Haskins, I think back to Bucky Brooks, and he, he kind of has a theory or a saying that he goes back to uh, for you know in his work for NFL Network over there, and he talks about how there are players that have talent, but they don't have skills, and there are players who work on their skills, but they just don't have talent. And what you really need to be successful in the NFL for a consistent period of time is a marriage between the two, between a talented player who also has skill, works on skill, and develops skills as they go through and and I think that's that's a, a perfect kind of pendulum swing to talk about with Dwayne Haskins. They're a guy who has all the talent in the world. I mean, that's that's something you can't deny when you watch him on film going back to Ohio State. You see the arm talent. You see the ability to quarterback an offense, to be cool under pressure, and to, and to succeed in the brightest and tightest situations. The problem is the skill, and part of that skill that he's got to work on is, is the professionalism aspect of it, and, and that's something that I think that is lost on a lot of people too is that being a professional is a skill, and it's not a skill that everybody is born with. I've seen several people who go into professional environments and they just don't know how to conduct themselves and they don't understand what they're missing unless they're taught. And then they have to also be willing to receive that education. So when I look at Dwayne Haskins, I see a young guy who's got some talent. He's got the ability to probably be a baseline quarterback in the national football league. What he's missing is the skills to be a professional and the skills to develop as an NFL quarterback, like coach Gruden was talking about there. So great stuff from coach Gruden. As we end segment two here today of the locked on Washington football team podcast, guys, before we move on in today's episode, I need to talk to you about our partners at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA college basketball and NHL are in full swing. Major league baseball is right around the corner. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds you need. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Just use your computer or your mobile device. Go to BetOnline.ag, sign up today. Use the promo code LOCKEDON when you do, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you sign up at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, David, 2020 is mercifully over. We're well into 2021. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. You were just talking about it. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Hey, how about the hockey? Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcasts like the Washington football team podcast. Along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. It is a free agent Friday. 
in which we attempt to get your opinions and you know, throw out a little life uh, line to you so that you can weigh in. And, and, and David, one of the things, you know, we break down a free agent on every episode and we'll continue to do so. We did Justin Simmons on the Thursday episode. Uh, today will be Anthony Harris from the Minnesota Vikings, another safety. But I threw out this question on Twitter. Should Washington football uh, and, and should the Washington football team address the free safety or the s- safety position? We talked a little bit about this with Simmons last uh, on the last episode. Now, Anthony Harris, also a Marcus Williams uh, type. And, you know, it, it's interesting because you wouldn't think they're going to invest a lot of big money on defense. But is, if there's one area that you want to upgrade, is it free safety? Or would you rather go linebacker and take your chances with what they have and kind of bypass uh, again, either Harris Simmons or Marcus Williams or somebody else. Yeah, that's that's a tough to, tough question to answer truly. But I mean, I think that when you when you look at the options out there, you have to kind of go with the best marriage, and and I think that's uh, where the Washington Football Team. I think that's where the the brain trust there is going to try to figure out their game plan for this offseason because you got to kind of project what's going to be available, you know, in the NFL draft when that time comes, who the talent is, who you're targeting in the, in the draft there, and then also look at the free agent market. And if you've got a safety or even two safeties that you just really love that you think might be available when you come up to pick there in the mid to late part of the first round, then maybe you feel comfortable leaving the safety at that draft position and then going after a middle linebacker, an off-ball linebacker. But I think when you when you talk about the most important part, I think your, your middle of your defense, especially your off-ball linebackers, usually you're calling out your sets and making your adjustments and quarterbacking that defense for you, that's your most important spot. So I think you have to figure out where do we feel most comfortable moving forward with the middle part of our defense before you make the decision on safety. And if they see a guy in the NFL draft, or if they see a guy already in the room maybe that's developing that they feel like they can make something out of, then you go there. If you don't see that in the draft, then you have to address it through free agency and then vice versa. And whichever one you address through free agency, you obviously have to address the other one through the draft. So if they – go out there and make a move on a guy like Anthony Harris, uh, then obviously I think you're going draft for an off-ball linebacker that maybe can quarterback your your defense. There's some guys that uh, draft experts like Daniel Jeremiah out there like, especially late in the first round area. And you've seen what the, the success that teams who have a solid quarterback at that position can do for their defense. So it's it's worth taking the time to, to kick all the tires, so to speak. Uh, from Twitter, you can follow David, of course, at D Harrison 82, the podcast at Lock WFT Pod, me at WrestleMania 621, SA7 uh, writes, they should upgrade at free safety, but not spend high money. Also, trade slash cut Landon Collins. We talked about that a little bit on the last episode and get somebody cheaper to back up uh, Cameron Curl at strong safety. Marcus Williams would probably demand high money, so not him. If you swing and miss at any of the top free agent targets, carry over money for next year rather than overpay. And that is a more patient approach than I think a lot of Washington football fans want to take. I think they feel really good about Cameron Curl. I'm not sure if they understand that, you know, Jeremy Reeves is a nice player and played pretty well, all things considered, at free safety. Uh, DeShazer Everett worked at free safety before being lost for the season. I think they can mix and match and patch. I don't even know if Troy Apke is going to be around when we get to opening uh, week one. I don't even know if he's going to make the team. 
Um, so I, I expect them to address it, but I probably tend to lean towards them not spending big money and kind of what you were talking about. If they're going to spend big money on defense, it's going to be at the linebacker level uh, and they'll figure out what they do at that mix of safety. So um, just before I take up too much time, you know, Anthony Harris is a really, really good player. He didn't have as good of a year last year as he did in years past, but I think we're basically on the same page here that we don't think Justin Simmons is getting out of Denver, whether it's long-term or franchise. And then you have, again, basically Marcus Williams or Anthony Harris, and they're probably both going to cost too much money. Is that where we're at? Yeah. I mean, I think Anthony Harris is going to come in a lot more affordable than, than Justin Simmons would, but yeah, I don't think Justin Simmons is getting out of Denver. So look, if you can get Anthony Harris into the building and, and uh, well, I guess into the zoom conference and, and have a virtual <laughs> cup of coffee with him. Um, depending on the money, you know, and, and again, it kind of looks, you have to look at the free agent landscape. You know, if you've swung and missed at some of those middle linebackers, uh, the way that they construct these contracts, I mean, you can go in and, and kind of like what the, the Twitter response said. I mean, if you come in, look at what your salary cap situation looks like, you know, projecting forward and then how much money you need to set aside for your draft picks and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you can front load a deal with a guy like Anthony Harris. And on the surface, a lot of fans might look at it and say, man, that's way too much money for a guy like him. But you look at what the San Francisco 49ers did with Quan Alexander. And when you looked at the the raw numbers, I think it was like four years, $54 million or something crazy like that. A lot of 49ers fans uh, kind of said, man, that's way too much money for a guy like him. And they were absolutely hundred percent correct. What John Lynch did though, is he front loaded and said, you know, maybe it is too much money, but we're giving him a lot up front. It's really not going to impact the stability of our team. And then if it does turn out to be a bad deal in year two or three, we can move on from it. And you saw them do exactly that. They shipped him out to New Orleans. It was kind of a no harm, no foul situation. Doesn't kill their franchise. New Orleans got a guy that hopefully brought them some energy for a playoff push, which he did until he got hurt. And really that's Quan Alexander's biggest bugaboo. Mm -hmm. But Anthony Harris has been a very steady part of that Minnesota Vikings defense. And I think he's very underrated because the Vikings haven't been one of your kind of dominant, dominant teams and their defense is really taking a step down. So when defenses that are at the top of the league start to be more of in the middle pack or middle part of the NFL in defenses, those defensive players that are kind of coming up as that defensive unit is coming down, start to get less and less attention. So it's possible that, you know, you listen, the NFL world is smarter than most of us out here, but they're still human beings. So if Anthony Harris isn't getting too many bites, it's possible you might get him at quite a bargain. And then, like I said, front load that contract a little bit. So you eat up some more cap room in 2021, but moving into 2022, 23, so on and so forth, it's much more affordable. So if Anthony Harris doesn't turn out to be the real deal, you can move on from him then if you need to spend some draft capital. And that leaves you free to draft an off-ball linebacker in the first round, second round, depending on where you find the talent. I like that idea and aggressiveness. And Washington could have, with the salary cap being a minimum of 180, uh, and you know maybe 181, 182 by the time we get the final number, with all the carryover money from this year, uh, with the cap space that they had, and possibly letting go of Alex Smith, and even if they take the full dead cap hit uh, for you know Alex at 8.6 or 8.7 or whatever it is, you know they could have 50 million dollars worth of cap space according to the major cap management sites. So. You know, if you take care of Brandon Sheriff, right, and 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 you do a deal with him, whether it be by the franchise tag or whether it be a multi-year deal, you're still going to have plenty of money, I think, to be able to go and, and add a wide receiver and maybe either a free safety, as we were just talking about, or an off-ball linebacker. So it just kind of depends on how they – but they're going to have enough money. Well, most teams are really cap-strapped. 
the Washington football team is actually in pretty good positions. All right. Thanks for participating in Free Agent Friday. As always, if you have a free agent question or if you'd like us to do something and look at a specific player, we're just kind of going down the PFF list, quite honestly. And whoever comes up in that regard, please uh, let us know at WrestleMania621 at DHarrison82. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Locked WFT Pod. All right. A good week in the books. David was by himself for a couple of episodes. I took you in the midweek and then we've been together as a tag team again for the last two feel pretty good about where we're at thank you guys for downloading and for listening to the locked on washington football team podcast thanks to our sponsors today uh built bar and as well betonline.ag and all throughout the week we can't do it without your rock auto and everyone in between for david harrison i'm chris russell have a great rest of the weekend and this is the locked on washington football team podcast If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.